1: Today, we will be reacting to Bradley Bills and Monte Morris's comments on their media day and react to the recent signing of Martian Gortat next on Locked On Wizards.
0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Brandon Scott, with my guy, Ed Oliver. How you doing today, Ed?
2: Feeling good, man. Talking versus basketball, man. Preseason is almost here. I'm going to be waking up at 6 a.m. Uh, to, or really earlier than that to watch them play in Japan on Friday. I can't wait. Then they play on Sunday at 1 a.m., so they're going to be keeping me up, but I, I can't wait.
1: Yes, sir. So today – uh, we will be touching base with Bradley Bills and Monte Morris's comments on Media Day. And we will touch on the recent hiring of Martian Gortat. But first, we're going to start with Bradley Bills' comments. And let me pull up his comments right now. Now, Ed, the comments that kind of hit me the hardest as far as what he says, uh, quote, unquote, win, lose, or draw, it'll be my fault. And I accept that. Now, as a fan, knowing that he signed a long-term supermax, these are the words that I want to hear. You know, he is, you know, he's taking responsibility of being that guy, you know, being a star player, you know, take responsibility. I mean, that's what you expect from your supermax guy. So, I mean, what do you
2: think? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it does fall on him. He's gonna be the deciding factor. Um, of course, you could look at Prezingis and look at but Brad's supposed to be the number one guy. He got paid like it, 35% of the salary cap. And when you're given a no-trade clause, when you're given a 15% trade kicker as well, some sweeteners in the deal, and you're the face of a franchise, it, it does. And uh, last year, we didn't see him be the deciding factor in games. He didn't dominate a lot of games last year like he usually does. And uh, we know he's an all-star caliber player, a three-time all-star, all-NBA player, average 30 points a game back-to-back. But he's he's got to be able to finish games. Um, and I always talk about how he's performed in the clutch but um yeah he's the nail on the head on the head they they are going to go as far as he takes them. same thing with porzingis but if he doesn't play up to par and play at a high level then the wizards will not make the play in or the playoffs but if he can play at a high level and get back to the way that he played in 2021 or 2020 uh, where he was able to take over games and dominate in in some points in the games or at certain stretches then and porzingis plays well too and they feed off his energy then, you know, the Wizards can beat expectations. You know, they're, they're heavily slept on team, but they, at the end of the day, you know, your star player, your max player, he has to play like him. He has to play like a number one guy. So um, he he hit the nail on the head. So he's going to have to have some big, some huge games, some huge performances and, and get back to that all-star level if the Wizards want to take a step to go anywhere this this year.
1: Oh, I totally agree. You know, being that guy and getting that guy money, you know, mm-hmm. there, there come, there's things that comes along with that. You know, and we, talk, we talked before in previous episodes about, you know, clutch shots. Who's that guy that's going to take that shot with three seconds left, fourth quarter? You know, it's got to be him. You know, whether, you know, there's debate whether it is him, but it should be him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's that Supermax guy. He should be that guy to take that shot. You know, you look at any superstars, man. Jordan, you know, hey, it's famous on the documentary. They asked Michael Jordan, hey, who's going to take that last shot? Hey, easy, me. You know that's what you want to see from your guy. You know that confidence. So I like what I'm hearing. You know he's taking a central role. You know he's really taking the leadership role to heart. You know, you know that comment. You know him talking about how he, you know, playing with Kuz and playing with KP all together. He's very, very motivated for that. You know, it's just I, I like what I hear from him. You know, being that leader. You know he is saying all the right things. So you know I'm very impressed. You know this is what you want to see going into the season. The focus. You know him taking that lead and, and you know taking charge in his the mini camp. You know him, you know this is what you want to see because you know last couple of years, two three years, he was that guy. You know John Wall was out hurt. You know the one year with Russ. You know so we were we, the whole time. You know the fans were waiting on him to take that central role of being the leader of the team, and now he's doing that and he's comfortable doing it. So, and I'm loving
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's a process. Not everybody is a vocal leader or a guy that can be um kind of like a bad cop or you know who, who you know russell westbrook was that guy who would yell at denny yell at gafford you know brad's more of a, a relaxed guy reserved guy from what i see um and then you have we have seen him animated on the bench where um you know there's the game where we were eliminated from the playoffs and he was you know put his head down on the bench and whatnot you know we've seen times where that's happened or you know, when we uh, only had eight players due to the virus and, you know, he's just laid up on the bench with his arm on the on the other chairs, you know, and there's the whole bunch of Red Bull towels and whatnot. So we've seen his body, body language is is huge too. So other guys are looking up to him. Denny, you know, young guys. Johnny Davis, that's a guy he's going to be taking under his wing, it sounds like, in press conferences. You know, he, he texted Johnny Davis during the summer league telling Johnny Davis, hey, you know, go out there and be you, basically, um, and, and, and be aggressive. You know, so he's already doing stuff like that, reaching out to guys. I know last year they had a team dinner. They had a team dinner um, on Friday as well. Um, the KCP said Brad had an MLK uh, – Caldwell posted Brad had an MLK speech. And we've seen the AAU things too where he's yelling at his AAU guys, his AAU um, players, you know. So is he going to do stuff like that? Is he going to step up and, and set expectations for other guys to hold other guys accountable? Himself as well, you know, in defense, we want to see him step up on the defensive side of, of the ball. Uh, court as well. So um yeah, it's a big year for leadership for Brad. I'm intrigued to see how he responds from last year. And I don't want to see another, you know, him being a leader too. It was on that that 35 point uh, game where they were up by 35 against the Clippers. Some of that's on Brad too, being a leader. And it, it was on everybody. I'm not just going to blame him, but I just, that game, you know, I, I just can't see a number one guy letting that happen. I need him to never let that happen again. You know, so some of the lapses they had last year, um, it doesn't fall on him, but it starts with him. So big year for him coming up.
1: Totally agree. You know that was the alarming thing from for for me last season was you know early on you know you saw them laughing at press conferences, having a good time, and you yeah, know that's the true. Thing, start, you know and you know hey, I'll be happy to you know you know good <laughs> start you know but you know when things started to go sour, you know he kind of disappeared. You know he kind of you know and so. The leadership to me is the big part that I'm looking forward from him, you know, for for a while now, being that guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, you know, and you brought it up defensively. You know, I I like to see him step his game up defensively. You know, it is known that he said that he wanted to be all NBA defense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and really, if you add all NBA defense to him, his his tool bag as a player, I mean, the sky's the limit. Because, I mean, I I believe that his three-point percentage will get better. Mm-hmm. You know he is—he's is a good shooter. He's a natural shooter, so he will—he will get better. Especially when, now that we have a point guard that can distribute and push the pace. So, no, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm very intrigued for you know the upcoming season, as far as Brad Bill. You know what I'm saying? I'm—I'm I'm very, very intrigued. So, mm-hmm. but before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continuous source for all your sport wagering information, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Starts. So, yeah, moving on to Monte, the new starting point guard. Um, From watching his media, there's a few things that kind of came out to me from Monte. Um, obviously, the you know, the history with West, you know that seems to be the big motivating factor for him as far as him kind of his transition being smooth to DC, you know, there's a lot of experience with West, you know, they, they know the system, him and um, the of thrill, you mm. know, so the transition has been very, very smooth. And to me, that is just shows just how that that's what kind of hmm, really motivates me as far as re- really, being optimistic with this, with the season because they're coming in with a, with a clear head. You know, there's a lot of familiarity, you know, (laughs) I'm sure I butchered that. But, you know, they're they're very, you know, I'm 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 very optimistic for that reason, because clear head, you know, they're working together They're working on the chemistry. So hearing this from Monte, you know, and another comment that really rung to me as far as media day is something I've been saying the entire time, pushing the pace. He is telling the truck. I mean, the pushing the pace is what I want to hear from him. I am telling you, if they push the pace, this team will be a playoff team because they've got number shooters, man. You know, they've got nothing but shooters now. So if they push that pace. And then, and then you got high flyers like Gaff, KP, you know, the pick and roll. So what do you think about the comments from Monte?
2: Um, Yeah, like you said, with Wes, what stood out to me, he said he has a father-son relationship with Wes Unsell Jr. He also said happy belated birthday to him. He's getting up there, so he was joking around. He's a smiley guy. He's an energetic guy. He talks about he always wants to smile through um, adversity. Also, he said, um, he talked about John Wall. He said on the energy, when John Wall was the Wizards point guard, he said, why can't we bring that energy back? We owe this city a successful season. So um you know actions are a lot of the words you know we haven't seen that you know since 2017 or the 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 playoffs when we made it with with russ and brad i mean that didn't really match that energy nobody was in the stands not many people then it didn't match that energy when john wall hit that game winner you know against the celtics so we have we do want to get back to that energy the players got to play like it they got to put that energy on the court and they you know it's, it's more it's more action the talk but um yeah and, and Wes and monte have talked about the wizards way um I do want to see what the Wizards way is. I'm in, I'm in, I'm interested to see what that is cuz I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what it is yet. Um is it defense? Is it pushing the pace like you said? Is it playing hard? Is it diving on the floor for loose basketballs? Like what is it? Is it energy? Communication on defense? What is it? I want to know what the Wizards way is. So that's the biggest question mark for me since they brought that up. Um but yeah, that father relation, that father son relationship with, you know, the 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 Denver familiarity that you brought up too. They know what West wants. They know the spots. It's about being comfortable too. They They've hammered down chemistry. They've hammered on uh being comfortable, which a lot of guys just weren't last year. And um, you know, he's he's he can be like a player coach out there too. You want your point guard to be an extension of the head coach, a guy that can echo and and call out the plays and know basically knows what West is looking for too, defensively and on the offensive side of the ball. So um all offseason they talked about finding a point guard. They wanted a pass first point guard, they want a guy that where the ball doesn't stick. And I think he fits perfect for this offense because he's a guy that can get Brad the ball. He's a guy that's hit clutch shots for the for the Nuggets too. He had a game winner against the Warriors last year. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what Monte can do, man. I think I think the the relationship uh, with with um, with Westchester Jr. should definitely uh, help out a lot. And he talked about he he has a chip on his shoulder because you know he was a second round pick. You know a lot of people forget that he was a second round pick. He had to work his way up. He played in the G League for a year, worked his way up, man. He, he's a he's a he's a grind blue collar, tough it out point guard. So I'm, I'm interested to see. And he was best friends with Kuzma in middle schools. He talked about that too. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how Monte fits with this roster.
1: Absolutely. I think it was a very underrated trade. I think, you know, it was a very kind of under radar trade, but I think he's going to be great for his offense. I think he's going to be great for this team. You know, it's just like, like you mentioned um, him comparing to the John Wall era, you know, he, He knows that you know the player that's what got me too. The players know where they're headed as far as play style, they know they need to push the pace. Last season, it was way too slow, way too slow. And you know, we touched base on previous episodes talking about you know how I think that West needs to sacrifice a part of his system. You know, I do think this needs to be a better defensive team. And in the same token, if you look at teams that push the pace in, in, in NBA history, you know, defense was. Took the back seat, you know. If you look at the female, uh, the Mike D'Antoni days with uh, Steve Nash, you know they were fast and they they can they can move, but defense was an afterthought. So what I'm looking mm-hmm. for, honestly, is you know being a better defensive team and a faster team. And I think that with Monte as point guard, it's going to be faster. You know, he you know he's just I'm i I was a big fan of this trade. I really am. Um, yeah. I think that his familiarity with West is, is a leg up, you know, him and Will, you know, so, you know, like I said, I totally agree with you. I think that I'm very intrigued because this team is very underrated right now. I think they're going to really surprise people. You know, there's a lot of scoring talent on this team, you know, so I, I like what I hear and I like what I see from him so far.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also talked about, we got a big team. We got a lot of length to put the lineups out there and disrupt things. I'm um, talking about the defensive potential of the team um talk about will the thrill too he said we can expect high flying from will he's a vet we call him microwave because when he gets going it can be tougher opponents y'all gonna hear him a lot because he talks on the court end quote so um talk about Delon Wright right too he, he's really um gave gave encouraging things about his teammates and this is what media day is like i said it's a honeymoon period you're supposed to say good things um he talked about the eastern conference too he said we're being slept on that was that was one of the big quotes um that he said too that we're being slept on so um he he said a lot of good things um i'm I'm interested to see if they if they can you know put their words and put it on the court um i'm I'm, i really want to see will play i want i'm I'm really interested to see will play he's one of the guys that i'm looking for on in the preseason game against the warriors because you know he's a guy that's fighting for that small forward spot but monte he's going to be the he's going to have the keys to the car you look at the last couple of point guards that Brad has played with, it's, it's been a roulette or, um, you know, a, a swinging. It's just been, you know, a bunch of guys that he played with since John Wall has been out, you know, Dinwiddie, Russ, uh, Isaiah Thomas, um, Tim Frazier, and uh, Ishmael Smith, Howell has He's just played with so many guys. So we're trying to find a guy that can fit with Brad, that he can play with for more than just a year, and it's not working out. You know, so hopefully Monte is that guy that, you know, it is finally that fit next to Brad?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think he will because it takes a lot of pressure off Brad. You know, last season, you know, he was trying to be a scorer and a distributor, and it's just he's not. You know, he's natural too. You know, it he showed he can do the job, but why put too much pressure on your guy like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you now you have a point guard who can distribute, and, and you you touched it earlier, point guard is a quarterback of this team. Exactly. That's quarterback, you know what I'm saying? He's the guy that runs the show. You know, he runs everything. So, you know, he's an orchestrator, you know. So, I see. you know, I, it's a plus in my opinion. You know, taking that pressure off of Brad, even Kuz, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off your core guys. You know, because KP came big, you know, Kuz is big last season. So, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of these core guys to have to, you know, always be that guy all the time. You know, you have a lot more pieces that can, you know, even if Coos has a, an off night. You know, you have players like Will Barton, Monte Morris can step up. You know, and it's just, and that's another comment that's been made during media day, but really by all the, the players, interchangeable. You have a lot of guys who can play different positions, and even Monte Morris. Look, he's a point, but he can play the two guard. You know, Will. I mean, you know, he can play two guard. He can play the wing. So you you got guys who can do many things, and that's and that's why I think this is such a good collection of guys compared to past teams. You know, because you have guys, to, you know, you there's so many possibilities for West. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can mm-hmm. – there's so many different lineups he can play. And it just is going to catch so many teams off guard because, you know, we've talked about Gaff and KP being in the same lineup. You know, we talked about maybe Coos and Rui in the same lineup. You know, there's just so many combinations you can, he, he can use. So, you know, that's why I'm optimistic. This team is just – man, it, they're going to be good. I mean, I know people are sleeping on them, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think they're going to be – better than advertised.
2: You got 50 wins?
1: All right, man. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yet about that, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I know. I'd like to see 45 right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think they're better than 500, you know what I mean? I definitely mm. think they're better than 500, but I'm going to pump the brakes on
2: 50 right now. But. Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. I fell into that trap last year when they started 10-3, and 3, you know. I thought they were going to do something that they haven't done since 1979, you know, so I was very excited after that.
1: I mean, you know, seventy, you know, seventy nine has been a, years a minute, you know. <laughs> so you, know, you want to be optimistic, but you know, yeah, really? last year they 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 got me last year, but you know, it's just that certain factors about his team is different than last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the clear, you know, the his being clear is big. You know, last year was a very chaotic season. Mm-hmm. You know, the injuries. You know, really going through his right. stuff mentally. You know, what I mean, you know, it's just it was so much going on. And like, and like I touched earlier, that's the tough situation for a, a first-time hit coach to come into. Injuries and issues. I mean, you're dealing with chemistry issues and it's your first year. That's got to be hard, man. I mean, so the fact that he came out of the unscathed, you know, he's ready to work, you know, I'm very impressed by what I see from West. And, you know, just from everybody. You know, they're all saying the right things. You know, teamwork, chemistry, getting better. You know, defense. Man, when they started talking about defense, man, I almost had a heart attack, man, because I've been waiting on that. Mm. But – I'm very intrigued but before we move on uh we going to move on excuse me we're going to yeah. move on to we'll just sign marshland gortat to the coaching staff um i think that's a good move i think that marshland gortat we were talking about this before the episode um marshland gortat number one knows how to play with brad he knows how to play with a distributing fast point guard like monte so you know just like we were talking about ryan kerrigan being signed to the Washington Commanders, mm-hmm. I think this is a very, very good move. A very good move because he can show them what it takes to be a center. You know, I'm not going to say athletic center because, you know, he's the Polish a you know, when it comes to athleticism, but he knew how to play with John. He knew how to play with Brad. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the signing?
2: I love it. Um, so this is the reports from Michael Lussag. I'm sorry. I'm probably mispronouncing his name. He's the guy that tweeted it out um he is a high performance coach college and pro assistant coach uh so shout out to him uh the report he he tweeted was Martin Martin gortat is to be an assistant for two weeks with the washington wizards great vet learned from him so much so um for they said about two weeks after when they return from japan they're going to um that's when he's going to start so i, I love i love it like you said bringing in Ryan. i love when they bring in former players uh, to help out with the team, I think this is huge. I mean, help Gortat. I mean, help Gortat can help Dale Gaffer set screens for Monte Moore. Same thing with Bradley Bill. Marching Gortat had great chemistry with Brad. He had great chemistry with, with John. He was one of the best screens screen setters pick and roll bigs in the game when he was playing. Also, pick and pop that mid-range uh jumper, or even sometimes in the even in the paint in the lane, he would shoot a jumper too And that hook shot. Maybe help gaffer with that hook shot because Marching Gortat had that hook shot. Uh, that he always had in the Polish hammer as well. So, you know, we had a couple post moves here and there, too. So I, I love this. And and he can really help Gafford out. Uh, like I said, and same thing with Chris apps, you know, using that his his wide frame. You know, Gafford is a lean guy, but still, you know how to use your your frame. And then Gortat, he, he did used to move on his screens. He did. I'm not going to lie. He would, you know, move on the screens and set some illegal screens here and there. Um, but in defensively too, Gortat was a good, he was a good rim protector for his size too. I thought he was a good rim protector. I thought he was a great rebounder too. So, um, I think he'll be great and he always ran the floor. Like he was always running the floor. He would always try to be the first one that because he knew where he knew John wanted to run. So he did exactly that. So you talk about pushing the pace Gortat is a guy that loved to run, run the floor 94 feet each time. So I think he's a great example. And same thing with Todd Todd can do the same thing too. I won't forget about him. Vernon Carey, the young guys, too. Vernon Carey, won't forget about him. Jaime Ique. him, too. So I think he's not, these guys should be nothing but a sponge learning from Gortat and soaking up the knowledge. I loved Gortat in the playoffs against the Pacers. I loved Gortat in the, in the playoffs against the Hawks, going up against Dwight Howard. I loved Gortat um, in the playoffs. Uh, there was another series where he played really well. But um, Gortat, man, and, and people, he was a second-round pick, too. You know, so he can relate to Monte Morris. You know, he was a second round pick in 2005, worked his way up behind Dwight, Dwight Howard. So he had to work his way up. So I, I love the I love the signing. I know it's not a full long term signing, but it's going to be for two weeks as of right now. Maybe it could become a long term thing. Ryan Kerrigan was only signed or hired for a couple of weeks. And, next thing you know, he really fell in love with it or he liked it. And he was a, he's a full time member on the commander staff. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's a good signing. and hopefully it's a long-term fit because you know a few things you touched on. One post moves. You know, the biggest knock on KP as far as his desire to play was back to the basket is post moves being up there with these these bigs like NB because mm-hmm. if the team's serious about competing, you've got to go against the NB's of the Eastern Conference. You know, you know, this so I mean I think it's a very good move. You know, a lot of these guys can learn from him and Tosh, you know. He ran with John. If you can run with John, I mean, look, (laughs) like uh, not too long ago, uh, your three fastest point guards in the league were what, West, De'Aaron Fox, John Wall. You know, Hmm. so John could move, you know, obviously before the injuries, but he could move. So this guy could keep up with John, man. So, and, you know, so he knows how to play with uh, with a point guard who's fast, who can distribute. And he knows Brad, you know, so there's a lot of knowledge that they can take from him. And I think that these are the, these are the, Kind of under the radar moves that really build successful organizations because you know like i said before in previous episodes yeah i get the, the 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 lack of optimism you know i get it you know we have a long history you know like you said 1979 i'm just saying i'm an 80s baby so i'm just saying <laughs> you know it's, it's been a minute but you know you got to kind of look at things like this that these little moves are really the, the right moves to make to push the organization forward you know tommy's trying to set himself apart And like you said, while I agree, his draft game's weak, you know, he can trade, (laughs) you know, you know, it's definitely weak, he can get better, but, you know, the trades he's made Uh, are dope, you know, they're good moves. And, you know, organization, you know, I'm going to touch back on the documentary, uh, Michael Jordan documentary, you know, uh, the general manager, man, I just had his name too, Um, but the general manager of the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they had that that riff with Jordan. That, how you said it was the organizations that win championships, you know, and obviously the, the players the most important part. But I agree, you know, organizations do win. You you gotta have the right pieces. You know, I'm I'm a military dude, so you know, I'm gonna kind of do that correlation. You know, you always and, and, and when people think about the military, they always think about you know the seals, the, you know, Green Bay the guys are a tip, but it's always a supporting cast that are really very very important, right? And and, that, and when you touch base now with the Wizards your most important guys are the guys behind the scenes coaching, you know, well, does he make the right rotations? His job is rampant. You know, so that's, these are the moves that I'm trying, you know, that i like to see from this organization.
2: hundred percent. I mean, you got Anton Jameson on the staff. You got a lot of guys and um, you know, the wizards hiring Wes Unsell junior uh, as well. So you got a lot of former wizards and people that have been in the organization before. Uh, Tommy Shepard was with the organization on, for a long time. Some people look at it as a bad thing, as you know, nepotism or whatever, but I, you can look at it either way. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's a, a great sign. You brought up some good points. Thank you for your service. Um, but I, I think Gortat is a, is a guy who played well here, and he's getting rewarded. I mean, I know he had some riffs with John Wall towards the end of his tenure here in Washington, you know, the everybody eats thing, and then the John Wall saying spoon-fed buckets. But I think this is a positive sign. I think this is the only it can only help this team. Like you brought it with Tommy, his his drafting has been, um, you know, I just want to see more. The jury's still out on the drafting. I think the trading has been really, really good. He, the Gaffer trade, I love that trade. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he requested a trade, so you know, I thought he made the best out of that situation. Um, John Wall, he wanted to get off that contract, you know, and and you know, unfortunately, the protective pick is hurting us right now. But I, and you know Dinwiddie and Bertans for Porzingis and the second round pick—that's just a steal. I mean, to get two guys that you didn't want to be here, they didn't want to be here either. To bring in a guy like Chris House Porzingis, a talent like that, and bringing a second round pick—I think that's a heck of a trade. The jury's still out on that trade, but I think it's a great trade. But the draft picks—they're um, all good players, but they're just not blue chip players. Um, and we—we just—I just want to see more from these guys. So, like you said, I—I uh, <laughs> I, I do want to see more from his draft picks. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree.
1: But I'm we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Oh, and one more thing.
2: Jay the whole Jay Crowder oh. thing. Yeah, we talked about this too off air yesterday. The Wizards do have a trade exception. So possibly they could. Like you said, I, I there's um the reports about Jay Crowder too. They they said another team was was interested in in him too. So I'm sorry I'm bringing this up late, but it just sat on my mind um yesterday. Um and this morning too um the celtics grizzlies heat and mavericks could also show interest this is from nba central so we'll see what happens i just don't think it's going to happen but like you said you would love to have jay crowder here i think he would fit on this roster but i think tommy's a wait and see guy he's he only makes moves at the deadline he doesn't make moves you know before i think he's he's somewhat of a reactive guy a little bit i don't see him making a move like that but i i would love to jay crowder i would because he, he's a winner that's what he does he wins he wins games he's always in the playoffs whether he's the third or fourth or fifth option on the team. Some guys just know how to win. So that that's my last take on him.
1: No, no, I definitely appreciate it because that's good news to me because I, I I, think this is a move that we need to make, man. I mean, it's just Jay Crowder, if you look at every team he's been on, he's been a central piece of that team. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston Celtics teams, you know, the, the year that, unfortunately, we lost in seven games, he was a big part of that team. You know, he every you know he can defend, he can defend at a high level. He can shoot behind the arc, you know, he's a dog to the point where it's not disruptive. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we need. This, you know, we're very we're still a very young team. You know, we have older guys, but you know, you know, our you know, guys we drafted, but you know, veterans are very important to winning organizations. So, no, absolutely. This would be a move that I think he needs to make. Will he make it? It's tough to tell. You know, it's right now we're still figuring out tommy you know we were still figuring out you know he's made some risky moves and then he's kind of been hesitant especially with trading his, his young guys so maybe he needs to be more inclined to moving one or two of these young guys to really improve this team but
0: we're gonna go ahead and end it right there thank you everybody for watching today's episode. thanks again for making- the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On Wizards, your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on our Audacity app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everybody, for watching today. Take care.